Tom Holland gives us a first look into Spider-Man 3. Oreo is taking extreme caution against 2020. And I truly thought 2020 couldn't get any worse. And then this. <sighs> You'll see what I mean. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directives. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask a question. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And thank you for joining us on the Geek Underground episode number 61. This is Dadpool. And I'm the Trash Panda. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. And you know what? I'm going to start with this story because this one just smacked me out of the blue. I saw it and I thought that 2020 couldn't get any worse, right? We start with <laughs> fires and pandemic and killer hornets and, and on and on and on. And I was expecting this nice end to 2020, December. I was looking forward to it because Free Guy was coming in December. I know. Free Guy was going to make 2020 okay. Ryan yes, Reynolds was, was. going to comfort us. And Jodie Comer. Let's not forget mm. Jodie Comer, the wonderful villanelle. Yes. Who is amazing. Yes, but Ryan Reynolds was going to hold us close to his bosom. And he even said this was the most fun he's ever had making a movie. And rock us to sleep. I know. And that's not going to happen it's been now. pushed. Disney has pushed it off their schedule. It is no longer a December 20 release. It is a TBD. Yeah. I'm getting sick and tired of TBD. Yeah. But that's how it is. It sounds like a disease. It, it's close. <laughs> it, it feels like a disease at times. So that's where we're left for you guys. It has left the schedule. The, the dagger's been driven deeper into my heart. I will not have but, Ryan Reynolds. But we still have hope because Ready Player 2 is released on the 23rd. I've already pre-ordered it. I this am is true. so excited. Yes, we've been super excited. Enjoying. And Ascend Online number four glory to the brave which i've already read but the audible book is coming out on the december the second i do believe or the eighth i yes. can't remember but i'm so excited about new books and we get to read that one together which is always nice oh, that one is gonna be fun to do yeah and, and mandalorian's been great discovery has been great oh so we've, my had, gosh. we've had we've had some real and we'll talk about those maybe later we had some good stuff that have been coming but but 2020 it just you know, you know oreo has taken the ultimate 2020 precautions did you see what oreo recently has done no so apparently there is this seed vault somewhere up in norway seed vault. a seed vault so basically if the world was destroyed by world war three or an asteroid strike there's this seed vault in a uh, svalbard which I'm, I'm still guessing is some you know norwegian country okay um anyways uh the, uh, and it's an oreo vault you, you mean a Scandinavian country? Scandinavian, sorry. Um, it, it's, it's <laughs> Norway an, is a country. Well, yes. Uh, it, it is an Oreo vault. Oreo has built an asteroid safe vault. They have stashed Oreos in this vault. They have wrapped every Oreo in mylar that can keep it safe individually from negative 80 Fahrenheit up to 300 degrees underground bunker. Um, what if it, they go off? 
hopefully they won't i I don't know they're They're not twinkies well i know and this though is you might disagree as a kid this is the ultimate cookie for dunking in milk and if you want to raid this england no Mm -mm. i I know it's still a good we disagree so if something catastrophic does happen in 2020 oreos will be safe Oreos will be safe. Well, now, hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I got to stop this right now. So 2020 could be listening. And if 2020 is <laughs> listening, 2020, if you can hear me in any way, just know this is not a challenge. I am not, I'm not daring you to try to do something worse, have a super volcano erupt beneath this vault in, uh, near Svalbard. You know, Kalaya has oh, been talking goodness. a heck of a lot about the, uh, the, the volcano under Yellowstone and how that's going to go up any minute and it's going to destroy, destroy the, the world. world. And we keep telling it, no, it might take out a few states, but it's unlikely to destroy the world here. Yeah, so again, 2020, and I'm not challenging you. I don't I'm know where she's getting you. this. Well, I mean, they talk if about it's it from school. school, school teachers, come on. Do not frighten our kids like that. Yeah. Be realistic. Um, yeah, please don't. don't <laughs> just Again, don't, don't, let's, not, let's not push anything. Let's not dare anything or bet anything. But, but if something bad did happen and you want to know where this vault is, you can have an unlimited supply of cookies. And they have, they have powdered milk as well. So they put them in there with powdered milk. So you can always have your milk and cookies. It is at 78 degrees, 8 minutes, 58.1 seconds north, and 16 degrees, 1 minute, 59.7 seconds east. So if The Walking Dead happens, we can just lock ourselves in with Oreos and milk. Yes. And how would you make the milk? Do they have a there's water snow. They, they, well? They, they, it's all our snow is all around it. This yes, is, this but is if above there's a zombie apocalypse, you're not going to want to go outside. So they better put a well in there. No, if you're that far north above the permafrost line, the zombies will freeze before they can get to you. So you're going to have like statues of they're zombies. They're not the White Walkers. But they're fro- exactly. They will freeze. Zombies cannot make it. They, they will body will freeze. It's cold up there. I don't believe that. Yeah, so you're fine. Because you're- I believe Daryl and Rick and all those guys would go, huh, let's think about this. Let's head north. They're not going to do that. That's one of the first things I thought. Like, hey, these things, you know, just go somewhere cold. Like somewhere cold where these things will freeze. They're outside. You stay inside. You're fine. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. It's not always that cold. I mean, well, you know, unless they live up with the... That cold. Oh, dear. I know it's not always that cold. They just have to deal with zombie polar bears and penguins. And we know penguins are evil anyway. So, I mean, that would be even worse. (laughs) But we know that England right now is dealing with a second national lockdown. Yep. Uh, which luckily schools have stayed open, which is going to be for the better Lucky mental. Lucky for you. Well, I still I, have to work. I, and I go into schools for mentoring as, no, as well. So I'm in there. But really for the students' mental health, this is the best possible thing. Now, for spreading the virus, mm, maybe not the best possible thing. I I, I'm on, I think the kids need to be in school. I liked the idea where we halved the classes and then did a rotation and then half did um, online tutoring from Zoom, and then the other half were in school, and then switched it over, because I think that would be better um, so they can spread out more and everything else. But the thing is, as you get kids in a classroom, they're going to be in each other's faces. They are going to do disgusting things. I work in a primary school. I've seen snot, vomit, poo, you name it. <laughs> it's everywhere. everywhere. So, you know, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's going to happen no matter what you do, but. Yeah. No, I know. And, and it makes it really hard because you, you know that's the best place for them, but it's also the worst place for the spreading of everything. But yeah. but, but just know, guys, again, that there are plenty of things. If you're still struggling, which I know we're always going to bring this up, you know, and, and I, again, I love the fact that I, I keep going to Zach Levi's page and he's still banging the drum on mental health. He'll, he'll never stop. Zach Levi's amazing. Um, and, and he's like, guys, just if you need help, 
find somebody to talk to. Find someone that you can trust. Find someone maybe that's anonymous. Again, we've talked about this chatnow.org uh, app that you can go to uh, where there's people 24-7 that you can talk to. You can reach out to us here at The Geek Underground where you can find us. How, Trash Panda? Uh, at The Geek UG on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is right. You can reach us. We have a plethora of resources. If you need something, we can point you towards. I mean, it's pretty much anonymous because we don't know who you are, even if we, we can see you know what your social stream is. Uh, but we do want to help and we want to be a part of that heck if you want prayer we would love to be able to pray with you i know that just recently here in the uk a couple mps stepped up and said we should have a national day of prayer you know i know the evangelical alliance have uh, put one together for the 13th of november which is a friday so there will be um, places uh, well the places of worship won't be open because of the, the lockdown. lockdown um but i know a lot of people are going to be praying um all around the country for this country specifically but for other countries as well and just um bringing that um, before the Lord. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, Praying for so our no, leaders, praying for people are going to be praying. So if you need prayer, ask, we're happy to do so. We're absolutely happy to do so. So yeah, just uh, wanted to get that out. Cause again, we're just stuck now in the middle of this. We've been stocking up on our toilet paper again, just in, <laughs> in, in case people are panic buying. Cause we were getting low. So we got our, just, we bought one. That's all we bought. We didn't buy well, one pack. We didn't buy tons, but we're ready for the but month. We hopefully. do go through it. So, you know, We've two got... children in the house and you, so we go through it. And me, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> um, but what are you geeking out about? Oh my gosh, there's so much. I mean, apart from the Mandalorian and, and uh, Discovery, I just want to touch on those because holy cow, both have been so amazing. Yeah. I mean, Mandalorian, uh, this week's episode with the giant ice spiders, just so good so good and i was freaking out a little bit but i've got to say i really really enjoyed that it was brilliant i wouldn't have mind a little backstory on the the, the x-wing fighters though now you know a dave filoni was one of those fighters by the way yes i did okay you saw that no i know what dave filoni I'm looks just like checking, just checking. he wanted to be in it so bad he's such a fanboy i love it <laughs> absolutely love it and little baby i we all call him Baby Yoda, but his name is not Yoda. It's, well, it's just the child. Yeah, he's the child. The child keep eating those little eggs every five seconds. <laughs> it's hilarious. He just looks so innocent. And then, bloop. <laughs> it was so good. So, so good. I'm loving what they're doing right now. Oh, it's so good working with that. so well. What, what do you think about the fact that they've now announced a Boba Fett spinoff coming up very soon? That they're probably going to start filming like now. It's going to start filming process and yeah, you get you Tamira Morrison's um, character coming back for more. I, um, you know, I, I really, really am not the massive Boba Fett fan that some people are. I've got to say, I love the Mandalorian race. I love what they stand for. Boba Fett is not a true Mandalorian. He never was. He had Mandalorian armor, but he was not a true Mandalorian, whether he's changed his mind now, because it is more of a, a way rather than a race. Um, even though a lot of them did come from Mandalore, which yeah. is obviously where it's from. But he's not the the massive bad boy that I think he is. He's just another bounty hunter. Although I love Jeremy Bullock. I've met him several times and he's such the nicest guy. Yeah, he he actually was the actor from the original um, Star Wars movies doing Boba Fett. Um, I'm still interested to see it because they're doing so many good things at the moment. Um, the movies, um, we don't know when the next movies are going to be out, but 
so far the TV series that they're releasing and the ones we're hearing about have all been amazing. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. And one of the cool things that I've been reading more about The Mandalorian, and you really see when you watch them, is they're going back and they're watching Westerns and Samurais and really pulling a lot of the way they're doing these shows based on some of, some of these old types of movies. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic the way they're blending this this sci-fi with, say, a Western-type movie. Uh, and it's so much fun. And so much fun the way they're... so many more people who are maybe not Star Wars fans. I mean, the amount of... I mean, I work in a primary school and we have one male teacher. Everybody else are females. And I'm the only nerd. Let's put that out there right now. I am the only nerd in that school. <laughs> However, the amount of the women who are going, oh, yeah, I'm watching The Mandalorian. It's so good. La, la, la. And I'm like, you don't even like Star Wars. Yeah, but it has such a broad appeal now. Oh, I know. As far as it's no, on I'm Disney Plus, it's thing. accessible. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's got a massive appeal. And so it's bringing a new generation or an old generation back to Star Wars, which I think is always a good thing. And it's just so lovingly done and so it's been done so well that it can't go wrong it really at the moment i'm just enjoying it well i think it's the same way that the new star war or star trek movies and the star trek discovery and picard it's bringing a new generation back to, yeah, to star I mean, trek again i'm not as gonna well, lie picard as much as i wanted to like it i didn't like it as much as i thought i would well, i, I like the, um, act, the acting was great yeah no it's and it just, felt great it was just slow eh. it was a slow show a slow burn. The and only maybe, maybe bit I solidly enjoyed was Seven of Nine, especially when <laughs> she became a bored queen for like half an episode. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> but Discovery, holy cow, is it not just amazing? And now we've so got good. the Trill coming back in. And I don't know if you're so familiar with the Trill, but they they were very popular for a while and they were very well done. So at the end of the last episode, we haven't seen this week's episode because we're doing Mandalorian on Fridays and Discovery on Mondays because we watched with my dad. Um, the Trill are a symbiotic species. There was quite a few Trill about at different times, but definitely a fan favorite. And now they're bringing the Trill back is is really, really cool to see that. And I can't, every episode I giggle, I laugh. And I'm just like the enthralled. Yeah, kind of like the Tokra. For those of their Stargate fans out yeah, there. Yeah, like the Tokra. <laughs> okay. Or the Gould. The Gould. The Gould. <laughs> can never say it properly. It's just one of those words. So yeah, I'm just absolutely adoring both Discovery and Mandalorian. They're both brilliant. Yeah. And the fact that you mentioned that we watch it with your dad, I want to touch on as well. Uh, Disney Plus has a new uh, group watch feature. It's been, I think, for a couple months and we just missed it, but it's still relatively new. Yeah, it's brilliant though. Uh, it, it works great. So much better than the Netflix one where you actually need like a Chrome extension. It's not natively built into Netflix. This one is natively built into Disney Plus where you could you can invite up to six other people. You can all sit down. You have control. You're the host. And once you start it, it starts on everybody's screens at the same time and you're watching it together. In this we lockdown. Watched, um, what did we watch on Saturday night with our friends? Uh, Race to Witch Mountain. Oh, we watched Race to Witch Mountain with um, Dwayne Johnson, The yes, Rock. The Rock. Um, but yeah, no, again, that was that was really cool because they played it and paused it for us. We put them on FaceTime because being our best friends, we don't really, we haven't, we're not going to get to see them for about the next month. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it's a really nice feature. No, no, really the only nice thing feature. is you, you can't actually start or invite people from one of the, the TV apps. If it, you have an Apple TV or it's on a fire stick, uh, you have to start it from the mobile app. So if it's on your phone or iPad, yeah. you can start it from there and that's how you invite people. And once you've done that, then you can go to the Apple TV and it has the people invited as well. And you start it and then you guys can play. So it's, it's really easy to do, but you just need to have the mobile app as well yeah. in order to make it work just so you know, but, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. And it's a great way to stay connected with friends yeah absolutely so yeah all right so movie or tv kind of started with tv do you want to stay in the tv show realm now and, and keep going with that um, 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 um i'm just having a look 
no, we can go wherever you want because, um, yeah, I've got some bits and pieces, but I don't have masses of stuff this year. Well, then I'm going to say stay with TV shows on, since then, you then. already. Uh, I'm going to go. Okay, so the TV news I've just got. I, Boba Fett was one. This is the other. Have you seen the Saved by the Bell trailer? Oh yet? my gosh, it looks terrible. It looks terrible. This is going to be the train wreck that I can't stop watching. Although I and probably you turn around I, hold on, and have a go on, at me for on. watching rubbish shows, <laughs> and now you're going to watch that. No, nonsense. I said although I may stop really quick. You didn't let me finish. I, they're getting the whole cast other than Screech, and I think the, the principal passed away. No. Or no, is he in it? The, is it not Tiffany? Um, Lisa. Lisa. She's back. She, she's, I she's, didn't she's, see. They didn't have her initially, but she's shown up in pictures oh, uh, okay. elsewhere. Yeah, they have, they have the four main Screech ones. Screech looks nothing like himself. Well, no, but he's not in it, is he? Well, who was the kid that looked, who was supposed to be Screech that wasn't Screech? Was that not him? I don't think so. The cast names were Jesse Spano, A.C. Slater, Kelly Kapowski, Zach Morris, and then uh, uh, Lisa Turtle, I think, was the yeah. last. Okay. Those five are all in it, but I haven't seen Screech, and I don't think Screech was invited. I guess the premise of this is A.C. Slater's a gym teacher, uh, Zach Morris is a governor who's shutting down low-income schools, and then all these kids get funneled back to... Oh, what was it? Ridgemont High? That's not yeah. right. Uh, no. No, Bell... Bayside. Bayside High. Uh, Ridgemont is like, I think, uh, Fast Times Ridgemont High. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, just it, it looks in a lot of ways terrible. I can't help it. I think Zach Morris's kid is going back to Bayside High and he's there and then all these other ruffians get funneled into the same school and I don't know. It, it's, it is what it is. It's Saved by the Bell. If you saw the first one, it, I watched it as a kid. I wouldn't watch it now. I've tried and it's, this is going to be the same thing. Just, just terribleness. Yeah, I'm just li flicking through. You're right. Screech isn't being listed. I was just looking at the cast list. And Lisa Turtle or Lark Voorhees is in there. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's saved by the bell. I mean, we don't need to focus on that much <laughs> uh, other than those that watch it as a kid might be tempted like me to watch it for a brief moment before realizing how terrible it is. Okay, I've got some a little bit of movie news, just a teeny tiny little bit of movie Only news. Only a teeny um, tiny bit? I watched, bit? this week I watched The Invisible Man, which is the new DC's Dark Universe Okay. with Elizabeth Moss. Actually, I was, you know, after watching Hollow Man, which was definitely seen as more of a horror of sorts with Kevin Bacon, I was a little bit apprehensive because I was like, I've read the original book and I'm not 100% sure where they're going with this. It was really not that bad somebody's created well this way instead of it being a formula this guy has created a suit where oh, he okay. can completely make himself invisible like it bends light around yeah him kind pretty of much thing. but it's very much more of a psychological thriller of a sort and has a very different ending than what you expect but it was i mean she was brilliant in it elizabeth moss oh, okay. was really good if you don't know who that is she's uh, the main character in a handmaid's tale which i would not recommend to anybody not impressed with that series whatsoever um, but really, really interesting movie. If you like The Mummy, it's not got any sort of levity in it whatsoever. It's very straight. Is it good sort of twisty movie. and turny? Is it yeah. like you don't expect the ending? Sort of, yeah. I'd, I, I would go that way. Okay. Well, there's, there is a twist sort of at the end. All right. Is it a twist comparable to the game with Michael Douglas? No. Okay, not not quite that twisty turning. No. All right, so still just twisty turning and good. And so when I think psychological not, thriller, not I, I like, go to the game, which is just the ultimate. Not Discovery season one twisty turning, not by any means. You can't compare the two. That's not a psychological drama thriller no, thing. I'm saying though, because I had a lot of twists and turns, but I did like this. Okay. Um, and it's a different route because obviously the mummy was quite funny in places. You know, it was still kind of like a bit dark and everything else, but it actually had its humor. Yeah. Um, this one doesn't. It just does not have any humor to it. But you can see where 
you've kind of got an ending where you're like, oh, so what's going to happen next? So it has that kind of open endingness where you're like, right, what are you going to do next with this? Okay. So it's interesting, but it was, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for younger children. I'd say definitely 15 and over um, because it has got some bad language in it for obvious people get killed, get well, I think beat up. Anytime and... something is labeled a psychological thriller, you can pretty much rule out yeah. anything under 16. Because yeah. one, they're just going to be bored by it probably. Yeah. But but two, it's just, you don't need that intensity yeah, in their absolutely. lives. You just need something absolutely. nice and light like unicorns and rainbows and, and kittens. I can't, uh, I can't go past any more without also um, talking about the ultimate bond, Sean Connery, who unfortunately passed away yes. this last week. That man has always been a part of my life, not only because my grandfather looks ridiculously like him in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I mean, they are almost identical and it's always made me laugh. And I've always <laughs> called my grandfather Sean Connery just as a joke. And he thinks it's really funny too. Um, but just such an amazing actor. And I mean, for nerds, you can't beat him as the Spanish peacock in the Highlander in Indiana Jones as Indy's dad. I mean, the guy's had an amazing career, really did. And it's it's a sad loss to see him go. Even though, did you know he was voted in, there was a top 10 list of the worst Scottish accents and he was on that list, even what? though he's Scottish. <laughs> that always made me laugh. Wow. Bless him. <laughs> but for me, he's always been <laughs> the original and the best Bond. I know you don't agree with that, but for me, having read the books and everything else, he is my Bond. I absolutely adore him. I think he did the best. Uh, he was just brilliant. And yeah, he will be missed. Absolutely oh, he missed. He will be missed. In other movie news, we see a Deathstroke is coming now in Justice League, the original one before this whole Snyder cut. He was actually in an end cut scene now. Joe uh, Man 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 Manganiello? Man Manganiello. Yeah, Man Mangal yeah, the guy from uh, the Big Ma Bang Theory. And, and Magic Mike and, yeah, yeah, and uh, mm -hmm. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I can never pronounce his name. I'm sure every lady out there can because for some reason ladies like him. I don't know why. Maybe it's his abs, but that's why I like Ryan Reynolds myself. Mm -hmm. He's got nice abs. Look at Ryan whatever i just want to rub those abs um it's ryan reynolds you can't not do that anyways so he has been called back for these reshoots that are happening right now and people are assuming that it's more than just reshooting the end cutscene. he'll actually have okay. some actual scenes and actual stuff taking place if not just leading into a spinoff because hbo is wanting to do a lot with this world now they're, they're actually planning a lot more than just the snyder cut which will be a four-part you know series that's coming out and, and so the, the, a lot of people are speculating this will be his own spin-off type movie and tying into future projects. But he's coming back for that, which sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, now, did you hear the one about Deadpool, Wonder Woman, and Black Adam walking into a bar? No. Oh, it's not really a joke. It's Netflix's newest movie, Red Notice. They've got Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> they just finished production. Now... Yeah, do you know what? The funny thing is, though, when I saw those photos, I was thinking that Ryan was in some sort of like Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider style thing. And then when you read the premise, you're like, yo, what now? It's not, a bad, it's not a bad premise. I mean, it's no, just... No, I'm not saying it's a bad premise, but I was kind of looking forward to him doing this kind of like, you know... Uh, Pre-World War II sort of, you know, that would indie be kind style of cool. yeah. thing. And then when you read the premise, you're like, oh... So why is he dressed like that in that warehouse with all those box, you know, really cool old crates with stuff hanging out of it, all that weird... Yeah, there's not a whole lot that's known about it other no. than it, it's an international crime. Interpol issues a red notice, which is a global alert to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted art thief. That's all we got so far yep. from this movie. But phenomenal cast. Come on. You, oh, you can't yeah. help these two. And we needed some good news after this. This film was shut down and it was supposed to only be for a few weeks back in March. Yeah. Oh, how naive we were back then. 
happened yeah. that, that we thought, oh, in a couple of weeks, this will pass. However, they finally started shooting in September again and just finished shooting these last couple of days here in the beginning of November. And we're... Is this the first time that The Rock and Ryan Reynolds have gotten together? I think so. I think this might be fun. This is going to be so much. Yeah, it, it's a it's a comedy action y one. Yeah. It's going to be. Now, I'm wondering if that. What, what do you think for the international crime thief? Do you think that would be of those three? Who's the most likely? I'm thinking Gal Gadot, right? Like the cat burglar. It's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. I'm sorry, Gal Gadot. I, I know she came out and actually corrected people. Yeah. So of those three. I think it's Ryan. You think Ryan is the, yeah, is the art but thief? I think it's listed actually as him. Oh, is he? Okay. I hadn't seen I that yet. I think so. Let me double check, but you keep going. Um, Tom Holland has released some uh, the first Spider-Man 3 set photo in a kind of a cheeky way as well. He's there on a, on a green screen. I guess it's a blue screen in his full Spider-Man uh, spandex. And he's wearing a mask over his mask. And that, that, that's the first Spider-Man 3 <laughs> set photo that has been released so far. We've seen a lot of photos from Uncharted come out with him as Nathan Drake, and they look fantastic. If you haven't seen any of those yet, it looks really good. And I think that one's actually set for a March release, an early spring release is uh, Uncharted, yeah. which is kind of cool. And I, but Spider-Man 3, I'm not even sure when they've moved that one to. That one, I think, is probably going to be a 2022 release, like a, a summer 2022 but, but yeah, so we're seeing a lot of stuff that's, that's started up again, that's bringing us hope that the theater industry will hopefully come back in some form. Yeah. Now, this is me wishing, though, that England had more drive-in movie theaters. Hey, oh, that's it. Uh, just going back to Red Notice, yeah. Dwayne Johnson as an Interpol agent who is the world's greatest tracker, Gal Gadot as the world's greatest art thief, ha, but Ryan it. Reynolds, this is why I got it wrong, Ryan Reynolds as the world's greatest con man. Oh, okay. So that's why I got it confused. So, yes, Godot is the art thief, but Ryan is working with Dwayne Johnson because he is a con man, but he's the greatest so con man. Dwayne Johnson is just picking up his, his Fast and the Furious role of being, I will hunch people down and just Pretty beat much. them to a pulp. That's kind of his thing in movies. Well, in those kind of movies. I, I'd like to see him take on Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, Black Adam versus Wonder Woman? That'd be a pretty impressive battle. Hmm. But he's not Black Adam yet. Well, not yet, but he's been filming. I know. Isn't that still filming, though? I thought I didn't hear that had wrapped yet. No, as far as I know, it's still filming. Okay. Um, I had something else to say, and I can't remember now. You interrupted me. What did you interrupt me saying? I said something. I don't remember. And then you Sorry. cut me off. Yes, because I found the information I was looking for. <sighs> what was um, I saying, While though? you were thinking. No, it's not fair. I had things. I had just to a little speak. thing. I had words. Little thing. Mind that little are thing. blocked now. I was, Go ahead. Yeah, we're talking about. DC anyway, Jim Lee <laughs> has come out and said, we are still in the business of publishing comics. So DC have said that they are going to continue to publish their comics. That's good. So, Well, I, I think we knew that. Well, it was questionable after they fired half their, well, 20% oh, like of, of their staff. Uh, and, and shut down the DC universe, or not DC, what was it called? Their subscription service yeah, that had yeah. the shows and all the shows then moved to HBO and no one knew what was happening. Um, but they, Jim Lee, who's kind of like the head man at the moment, has said clearly that they will still be carrying on with their um, comics. Which that's is good. good, though. That's oh, really good. Well, what else you got there, Trash? So um, one thing I really want to talk about is uh, tomorrow, because we're filming this on, uh, well, we're recording this on a Monday, is I want to talk about the fact that Destiny Beyond Light, the new season, drops yes. tomorrow, which Yay. I'm super excited about because that's so fun. Have you pre-ordered it yet? No, you pre-ordered it, and I can't actually do anything else until tomorrow, so I can actually then get my little season party thing tomorrow. Okay. But um, 
I'm super excited. What do you think? What are you looking forward to most about it? There, there's a lot. Well, I mean, I think just playing with the new subclass is going to be the most fun. Yes. Is, is just pulling that out, seeing what you can do with it, freezing stuff, blowing stuff up. I've got this cool staff now that he can like swing around. And I mean, warlocks have always been kind of like the magician in space, right? They've been like yeah. the, the, the space wizard. And now he's got his wizard staff. And so that'll be really cool to see what he can do with that in, in some way. I know he's had his sword, you know, for the Dawnblade. I, I don't know. I, I know they've introduced a way... If you missed getting certain exotics from raids, there will be a way to actually get those. Nice. It will be based on a new currency because, you know, Destiny needs more currencies and, <laughs> and resources to, to use and spend. It will be very difficult from what they said because they understand people spend a lot of time grinding for these raid weapons in the first place. They will make them available, but it will take a considerable amount of resources that can only be accrued through doing the new raids. Ah, and so if you do enough of those, you can build up enough of these resources to then go back and purchase some of these weapons that you might have missed or didn't have time to actually get or just didn't have the RNG luck and the, they just never dropped for you. Mm. You can then hopefully go back and get them this way. Okay. So it is kind of nice that they're not gone for good. I'm, I'm super excited that not only they're getting rid of Mercury, which I hate Mercury. I absolutely detest well, Mercury. That, that was the, the update that nobody liked. I, I didn't no. talk to one single Destiny fan that ever, ever enjoyed what took place but in Mercury. I'm really super excited that we're getting to go back to the Cosmodrome, which was always my favorite area. And the couple of little times during D2 that we've actually been able to go back to the Cosmodrome, I've been super excited. but like, yeah, we're going to get to go. <laughs> no, we're not. We're here for two seconds. It's not fair. Yeah, there was one so, scene where you fought some stuff yeah. right, right with the by the wall yeah. outside, and that was it. And, and then we went inside one time, and that was it. And I was like, no, I want to go back to the Cosmodrome. So the fact that we're actually getting to go back to the there's Cosmodrome. There's a whole patrol area they're opening is, is going to be super exciting and also europa being a new planet because we haven't had a new new planet for a little while um we had mars which i think was the latest one that we had um come in which was great i mean mars has been good but oh, yeah, tangled shore um, and dreaming city came after those oh yeah uh and the dreaming city was brilliant i yeah. mean the dreaming city is glorious in its own way i mean it's just stunning. Well, visually yeah visually, visually it's a stunning, stunning world um so I'm really interested to, you know, get to go to the new planets and everything else. The new exotic, uh, which I believe is a grenade launcher. Maybe there, there's, I thought there was an exotic a, pulse a, rifle. A pulse too. rifle as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not a massive grenade launcher fan. They drive me up the wall. I know you like playing with mountaintop, but I think they're nerfing that one, thankfully. So yeah, it's uh, going to be all change and some new stuff. And we're getting rid of some planets that are not that fun. I liked Titan, but I'm... You know, I can understand why they're getting rid of that one. IO is a bit of a shame because I enjoyed IO. And then I know there's a lot of people who are going to miss out getting Whisper. So if you haven't got Whisper yet, I suggest you do it today or tomorrow. Day. One day. Um, I finished my catalyst on that and got my ship. So I'm happy. Um, now you had a list though. Now I know you've been going through lists of movies and TV shows for people to try from sci-fi. Yeah. To what was last week? Last week was sci-fi. Oh, last week TV was sci-fi. series. Yeah. Oh, series and um, even movies. So uh, this week I've gone for um, animation, but I'm keeping that a little bit larger than life because I'm not just talking about straight, you know, cell or computer animation. I've got some stop motion. I've got some um, claymation of sorts and things like that as well. And why are you spending time doing this? Because Panda? with the lockdowns and with everybody kind of stuck at home all the time, we've kind of gone through and you're watching one episode of The Mandalorian and Discovery a week. 
And yeah, there's his Dark Materials has just come out, but there's not a huge amount on TV. You've probably watched your favorite shows about six times in a row at this Ad point. Nauseam, yeah. And um, <laughs> you need something new to watch. Now, I've not gone for mainline Disney stuff. I've not gone for massive franchises that everybody knows and knows and loves well, such like um, How to Train Your Dragon, because obviously I really love How to Train Your Dragon, but at the same time, you know, pretty much everybody's seen that. Uh, it's got its own TV show, blah, 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 blah. So I've gone for some things that you may have seen, but some things that you might not have done and you might really enjoy. Okay. So top 10 animated movies. And I'd say all of these are well within the ability of a whole family to be able to watch. This is not, this is family friendly viewing all the way down to the littlest ones. So my number one, um, I have to go with Luke Besson because I love everything he does. <laughs> and that's Arthur and the Invisibles. You've got, Madonna, Snoop Dogg, Jimmy Fallon, that wonderful little kid that seemed to be in everything for a little while. I can't think of his name, who plays Arthur. And it's just so brilliant. It starts off as a, a regular, you know, And who's, who's the grandma? Uh, oh, she's famous as not well. Not Farrah Fawcett, isn't it? Uh, uh, H- H- Hannah? No. Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. See, Farrah. There was a Farrah Freddie there. Freddie Highmore is the person I was thinking of. He's the kid. And then there's just such a, a massive list. I mean, you can recognize names all over the place. It's kind of kooky and weird. It starts off as live action. And then he basically, with the help of some African tribesmen, falls through a telescope and becomes a minimoid, which are tiny little creatures and goes in search of his grandfather and the rubies he found. And then there's... Oh, did you say David Bowie as well? Yeah, David Bowie's in he's, it. He's the voice of the, the villain. Yeah, the great M. <laughs> I mean, there's just such an amazing cast with it. It's really good fun. It's very silly and a bit kooky, but it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. it's enjoyable. It's really good. It's different. Very and, different. And good for a family or, oh, yeah. or good just to sit down and watch because it's just, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. Number two, this was the kind of like antithesis of A Bug's Life, and that was Ants. It was Woody Allen, which... Woody Allen's movies are a little bit depressing at the best of times, but I really liked this. We had Sylvester Stallone in this movie and it kind yeah. of even went a little bit Starship Troopers at, a to- at one point. But you know what? It was it was entertaining and different. It just did something a little bit different and I actually enjoyed it more than I enjoyed A Bug's Life. It definitely had more adult humour in it and stuff that the adults would appreciate, but it still appealed to kids. But yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, number three, if you've never seen any of the Asterix and Obelix movies, I ask you, why not? <laughs> I love Asterix and Obelix. I've loved it ever since I was a okay, kid. You've got to explain this to an American because okay. as an American, I'd never heard of it. And I, I still did buy have... that Asterix book in America, though. I know, but still Americans will um, probably not Asterix know and Obelix is. is a French cartoon and it's about two Gauls. It's set in the, the Roman era and it's about this little village who the Romans just can't defeat because they're kind of like a wizard, but I can't remember what they actually call him. And he has a magic potion that makes him ridiculously strong and fast and everything else. So basically they usually end up having like this massive game with the Roman soldiers, throwing them up in the air and crashing them together and doing all sorts of things. But they recently released one called Asterix in the Mansion of the Gods, which I do believe is on the streaming services right now. It's a brilliant way to get into the Asterix movies because there's a lot of them and books they're really historically very well done, but they're hilarious. They really are. Obelix fell into the potion as a baby, so he's incredibly fat and basically <laughs> super strong without the potion. 
and kind of hulks out quite a lot and eats lots of wild boar and things, which is hilarious. Well, our kids like it. It's funny. Fun. And the newer ones are actually computer created yes, as opposed are. to, to cell drawn. Okay. Yeah. The newest one was uh, Asterix and the Magic Potion. Okay. Yeah. Number four, I'm going to just actually finish watching. It was uh, the 1984 Wind in the Willows okay. with Michael Horden and David Jason doing the voice of Toad and the Chief Weasel. So not technically an animation, though. This it is. It's a claymation, isn't it? Well, I did say. That you're including claymation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't enamored with the, the cartoon version. I never was. The couple of live action versions have made me laugh, but they're not as good as this. This particular movie then spouted a whole TV series and it was just brilliant. It's so, so gentle and sweet and, and lovely. But at the same time, it's really entertaining because Mr. Toad, having crashed his 15th car with his legs in the air going poop, poop. Poop, 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 poop. It's just been in my brain ever since I was a kid. Well, you've I sold it for it. me. No, I'm, I, yeah, I, shut up. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Never seen um, it. Sorry. So, yeah, but you need to watch the, the original 1984 version. It was done by Thames TV and it has David Jason and Michael Horden in it. And Michael Horden's voice is just lovely. It's okay. Lovely, lovely, lovely. No, you don't have um, to watch number five okay. is a kind of a mixed live action. I guess it's using puppets as Muppets Christmas Carol. I personally think it's probably the best Muppets movie they ever did. You're really stretching your animation category I now. Know, you know that. <laughs> but I absolutely adore the Muppets. I always have done. And the Muppets Christmas Carol is probably the best version of a Christmas Carol that's out there. Even over Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm sorry, man. You were not outdone by Michael Caine and Kermit the Frog. It is just brilliant. The songs but, are great. But, but we watch it every they year. They are on... outdone by Carol Kane and Bill Murray. No. <laughs> Come on, what's wrong with Scrooged? It's not Scrooged as good. Scrooged is classic. It is Scrooged classic, is but it's amazing. not as good. Not as good. I don't know. I, I don't know of a performance that tops Carol Kane in, in uh, The Muppets one. And I don't think you've watched that movie for years, although you've watched The Muppets Christmas Carol every year at Christmas. What's well, because you put it on on Christmas Eve every year. Yes, because it's wonderful. <laughs> and up. we could do the same thing with Scrooged. No, we couldn't. Our kids are too young for that. Probably. Number six. I am going more along the lines of a, a, a more popular franchise here, but it was my favorite story in the franchise. And that was Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Simply because of Simon Pegg's version of that little pirate weasel thing that he oh, plays. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's so funny. Ice Age. I never liked the first Ice Age movie. What? I liked the second one. I didn't like the first one. I was bored. But the second, they just kept building on it. And it just worked more and more the more they did. It was... Does the second one introduce Queen Latifah or is that... Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's where she comes in as a partner for Manny. Is it Manny the... Yes, it Manny was the Manny. Moody Mammoth, yes. as Sid the Sloth um, put it. Yes. So I, yeah, I really recommend. Some of them I haven't been so enamored with, but I know I've watched and gone back to Dawn of the Dinosaurs quite a few times because it is just so funny. See, to me, they all blend in just to one. Ice Age, yeah, that's one movie. We could put any of them on and I'd probably just be equally entertained, which is kind of <laughs> like, eh, it's all right. And I like Scrat. Yeah, it's about, Yeah, you know. yeah, Scrat's always fun. Number seven, I've got Hotel Transylvania. You know, anytime Adam Sandler basically gets together with all of his friends that he generally gets together just with like every Adam and Sandler just movie. ad-libs, <laughs> it's funny. And Hotel Transylvania is one of those ones that I just, I can watch over and over again, especially when they're all going blah, 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 and just making fun of him all the time. I mean, the third one was a little bit, little off, but the first and the second one are funny and they just are entertaining. 
and a bit silly. <laughs> you know, and... I, and I think we talked about it last show in the fact that he's able just to get together with his friends, which not many people in Hollywood can do, and just make movie after movie after movie. Adam Sandler, Kevin James, uh, Steve Buscemi, David yep. Spade. I mean, just the, uh, Rob Schneider. They're all. I mean, all of his movies. It's just the same cast of I people. I think Schneider's in this one because it's Kevin James who plays Frankenstein. I think Chris Rock in there too somewhere. No. Oh, Chris Rock either? No, wow. it's Steve Buscemi is the werewolf. the werewolf and David Spade is the invisible man. But they do use for the the human kid that comes in and dates his daughter is the guy from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can't think of his name. Yeah, Andy Samberg? Yeah, he goes a okay. lot of the time, so he's in there. Number eight is the movie we saw actually the last night of our honeymoon, which is Over the Hedge. Okay. Which is an older one, but if you haven't seen it, it's really good. It's all about a raccoon who basically tries to steal all of a bear's food and the bear decides that he's going to kill him if he doesn't replace it all. So he kind of commandeers a group of animals that have gotten together and basically survived together by foraging together. You know, and that is a movie that I can go back to. We watched it with our kids a little bit ago as well. Yeah. It, it, still, it still entertains me. It is still a great movie. And not just because Steve Bruce Carroll Willis, yeah. makes it hilarious was as Hammy, uh, Hammy the squirrel. And I like the cookie, which you go around saying quite a lot. So <laughs> loving that movie. Number nine. Actually, this one has a, a sequel coming out really rather soon, does which is it? The Croods. Oh, yes, it Release does. Release the baby. I, <laughs> I remember seeing this one at the drive through but I love this movie. Not only Ever Stone, but because Nicolas Cage is in it and he's amazing. Absolutely love The Croods. Like the Croods. I mean, that's another movie I can put on any time I want to, and I can just laugh. And it's got your boy in it. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it I as know. Guy. And he's coming Free back. Guy and Guy. Wow. You're really stretching there. So? But he's coming back for the second <laughs> Croods movie, and yes, I like is. the Croods. Uh, and lastly, but definitely not least, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. You know, yeah. I could use any of the Wallace and Gromit movies yeah. because I love Wallace and Gromit, but... The Were Rabbit, I think, was it was really, really good. It just was funny. The Parks line of doing things like Chicken Run and, you know, Shaun the Sheep, they just get it right. The only movie I was never very interested in or didn't really work for me was Early Man. Okay. Because he seems to do better with animals than he does with people. I mean, Wallace, although he is human, he's a alongside odd, a yeah. load of animals, so it, it kind of works. But, um, yeah. I love Wallace and Gromit, and I think that movie really kind of sold the whole franchise off a little bit. The others are a little shorter, and, you know, The Wrong Trousers is brilliant with the evil penguin. And Do you like the Shaun the Sheeps as well? Isn't that the same yeah, production yeah, company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick Parks. Okay. And, um, yeah, no, I like the Shaun the Sheep movies. Uh, I think Farmageddon just appeared on one of the streaming services as okay. well. So I actually haven't seen that one. I've heard good things. I'd like to see that one. I thought that would be a good one to watch for the family. But Nick Parks very rarely gets it wrong if you haven't seen chicken run you need to go back and watch it it's basically the great escape with chickens <laughs> and it has one of the best lines ever in a movie when they say that they're going to turn all the chickens into pies um jane horowitz who plays one of the chickens she turns around she goes i don't want to be a pie i don't like gravy and she's a chicken and it's like really <laughs> she's such a dumb and how many chicken. times have you seen that movie i don't know Lots. <laughs> Just know back when we were dating in America, <laughs> I'd go over to see her at night. I worked late sometimes. I'd go tuck her into bed and go. But every single night she would put on Chicken Run. She had it on VHS. I'd hit play. I'd leave. And, and she would then fall asleep watching Chicken Run. And because so probably, then it got to the end and it would rewind the tape and it would switch everything off. It was brilliant. And you've watched Chicken Run thousands lots of, of times. times. That and Monsters, Inc. I kind of watched 
back to, you know, switch those out quite a lot and watch them a lot. So I actually liked those both. That's good. Yeah. I don't know why you just remind me of this. Just lines that you never think you'll hear your kids say before you have children. <laughs> I think my, my son just walked in. Again, out of context, it just sounds a little funny. Is, Mom, are you going to kill some cultists? It I was, was just put, this, Okay, I just bought... Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed Odyssey. Now, the reason I like... I've, I'm, I haven't really looked into Valhalla a lot myself, but I really like Odyssey and Origins because Origins is based all in Egypt and Odyssey is based all in Greece. And they've, they've really well recreated. There's actually a discovery tour where you can actually tour around, which has no gameplay in it. So it's actually rated for educational purposes. And the kids actually have really enjoyed wandering around Egypt, going in the pyramids, you know, seeing what it looks like. And they got historians in to make these worlds. And that's part of the reason I like it. You know, it's it's for me as a Destiny player, I'm really usually the one at the back clearing up, sniping, you know, doing kind of like the long game. I'm not so great at the short game. They're jumping in the um, fray. And, and the so fracas. Assassin's Creed appeals to me because I can basically, you know, sneak around and take people out. I don't have to get into a lot of one-on-one -on -one fights. And I turn all the blood and gore off because I'm not interested in that and avoid the other risky situations for the most part. But he's he's been watching a little bit of what I've been doing. And yeah, he came down and asked me if I was going to have to kill any more cultists, which was quite amusing at the time. And I think I was doing something else. So just hearing it out of context. And again, it, it's, it's strange when you actually stop and think about if you're married or you have kids, think about life pre-marriage and pre-kids. And then you get into some situations and things that are said and things that happen and things that are done. I've even asked Livy, Livy, have you ever thought, Trash Panda here, have you ever thought that this would happen in marriage before you got married? And she is like, not in a million years. No. This is, you know, I'm, I'm a strange individual myself. So I, again, things that I do might be different than normal people. However, it's funny when you hear things you never thought you'd hear your kids say, mommy, are you going to kill some cultists? You know, it's, it's just, it's just, yeah, to me, it's amusing. It's just an amusing <laughs> thing when you look at what being a parent and a husband yeah. or a wife uh, can, can bring the joys of, of all of that. Yep. Don't want to kill some cultists. I'm going to kill some cultists. Okay. Lovely. That's all I've got. And I think that's all. I had a couple just, just finishing up news just in the fact that Umbrella Academy, uh, yep. season three, they've announced they are starting to film, uh, awesome. which should happen in March, as well as the new Obi-Wan, uh, again, filming in March. So so two shows that I think we're somewhat excited about, at mm -hmm. least, you know, Obi-Wan, I'm very excited about. Umbrella Academy got left on a cliffhanger, so I'm really interested to see where that's going to go. I'm not going to share it with you or people because they might not finish season two yet, but it definitely ends on a very large cliffhanger. And even though they haven't officially announced renewing season three, there's been reports that it's going to start filming soon. Just, just okay. after the new year. And yeah, so that's just two little bits of wrappy up news for you. Cool, cool. That's it. Go, I mean, let's go kill some cultists. Uh, yeah, apparently. Whatever. Whatever. I might do. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, guys, uh, again, thank you for spending some time with us. We know you could spend your, your, your hour in a lot of different places, and you do choose, and we see there's numbers that you come back to us, and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy. And if we Yay. could do anything different or better or however it is that needs to be done, if you'd like more of something, please let us know. We do appreciate your feedback when it comes in and know that, that we do want to be here for you. Like we said, if you want prayer, if you want someone to talk to, if you want some advice, if you want resources, we have access to a whole lot of that because of our network of things that we do. We're in youth work, we're, we're in schools, we're in a lot of things where we get good stuff that can be used and we know good people that, that if you need someone to talk to, we can get you there. Or if you want to talk to us, please do. Again, at the Geek UG on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And yeah. Just uh, you guys go and don't forget to be awesome. 
And don't forget to be unique. You are made to be a specific thing. You are wonderful as you are. Don't forget it. And do as uh, the great Oscar Wilde said is, you know, don't try to be everybody else because they're already taken. You're amazing as you are. Be yourself. Be your amazing, geeky, wonderful, kooky self because that's the best thing you could possibly be. And dream of pizza. Yeah, okay. Dream of pizza. Or dream of your daughter's pleco growing to the size of a meg and trying to eat you because that's what I dreamed about the other night. Yeah, she shared it's that with freaky. me. She's like, I had this dream where my daughter's <sighs> fish, Kalea's fish, it grew. To- <laughs> Very strange. All right, don't forget to be awesome. Yes. Dream of pizza. And bye. We've got way too many sign-off yeah, things here. I think so, Yeah, too. I think so. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.